Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm a furry. I'm a furry. Oh. <laughs> everybody. Welcome back to your bona fide favourite pop culture podcast in the whole goddamn world. We are joined by one of my bona fide favourite people in the whole goddamn world, and you all know her, and you all love her. It's not Laura this week, it's Belle. <laughs> Belle, you're chiming in from every, like, you're chiming in everywhere. You're like the universal co-host, co-writer, co-everything. <laughs> Have you brought me here to break up with me? <laughs> Before you're here to ask you if you'd just like to be a full-time co-leader of my life. <laughs> full-time chimer. You did off-air tell me that you have your birth certificate in your bag and that you had a question to ask. <laughs> Will you be my mom? <laughs> I mean, sure. I'm going to let you down, but if you're cool with that, okay. let's go. You are being a mom at the moment a little bit, aren't you? I am. Is it t- is it the right time to talk about it? Yeah. Is this what describes your week as well? Yeah, oh. just fall straight into it. Go on. Okay. Boom. Um, okay, sounds boring like a school report word, but I was going to say responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Belle was very responsible in class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a responsible girl. I'm in my responsible era. It's <laughs> like um, I'm looking after a dog at the moment and I... Obviously, it's, like, made me very acutely aware of my, like, solo city gal life in which I just basically do whatever I want Yeah, um, <laughs> around, like, work and other commitments. <laughs> On that, yeah. she's writing about loneliness this week in the mm. newsletter, which comes with being a solo mm. city gal. So become a paid supporter Yeah, if you want to read that. Ruby's going to so tell me off because sometimes I whisper into the mic and she's <laughs> like, I either can't hear you or it's kind of weird. Anyway... Continue. Back to the dog. Back to me. Cool, cool, cool. No, but it's that will be a cute read. Um, just to plug that one more time. <laughs> I'm I'm waking up at six. That's not like unusual, but I'm with the dog, looking after the dog. <laughs> but I'm with my the- car. I take her everywhere with me, and I just like I don't know. I'm a bit of a psycho independent person, so to be like completely responsible for something is quite um, mm. shocking. What I have done is basically outsourced the care of this dog all day to the entire office, mm. takes a village, um, but it is my entire new personality now. <laughs> takes a village to raise the dog, but it's not mine. <laughs> my friend was like, I will fucking kill you if you start talking about yourself as a fur mama. No! Oh, if you're sick, if you're fucking sick. Okay. So no, um, that's my new personality. Okay. That's my new responsibility. I have one more day, and every morning I wake up hoping that like she's still alive. <laughs> that must be how new new non fur mamas, new, new regular mamas and fathers feel. Yeah. It's funny that yours your week has been sort of determined by a dog because what describes my week is that I. Just went home to my hometown, Blenheim, became the worst version of myself as usual when I went home. Um, but then I came back 
and I have a cat at the Oh quiet. my gosh. Okay, wow. So, new era for both of us. New era for both of us. Um, thankfully, I don't own the cat, so I feel like I can enjoy the cat without any of the responsibilities of it. I think you not buying a cat was like really good. You wrote this funny thing, which was like, and then I realised that we had our family cat my entire child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I realised she's 18 years old. Yeah. And so that's I've only been around for twenty five years, and I was like, I just can't Shit go. Yeah, <laughs> I can't commit to that. So now we have a cat, and um, she's cute, and I'm hoping that she'll magically bring some new energy into my life. Yeah, love this. much as the dog I'm sure has this week for cat you. Cat core, <laughs> cat core. I'm a fur mama now. Ugh. I'm a furry. I'm a furry. Oh my god, Ruby, cut that and use that. Belle, what's your fursona? <laughs> the dog. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Sorry, Belle going, I'm a fairy. I'm a fairy. Is ending me. <laughs> that should be the cold open. It's this fucking hazelnut praline coffee that I had made us. <laughs> so our wonderful bandmate, producer, dungeon master, bestie. Best man in the world. Acting like a teenage boy this morning. <laughs> No, he's not. He's perfect in every way. Made us these coffees that have sort of sent us into oblivion or orbit or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, extremely turbo. I feel like I could, like, buy a ticket and get on a flight immediately after this or also go and wake up with someone oh. or go and, like, um, start a flash mob in this. Oh, my God. Val's going to go and do the Harlem Shake in the middle of the this city. fucking concerning. <laughs> this whole... Start of the pod is concerning. Quickly, we'll mention what we're talking about today before I get into naughty or nice. We're talking about Belle's 10 unsolicited rules for life. Uh, She wrote about these in the newsletter the other day, and they just fucking popped off, and everyone loves a rule that you don't have to follow about life that no one asked for as well. (laughs) By someone completely unqualified to tell you. By someone who's been around not that long, but has lots of rules for life. <laughs> it's me saying Belle's young and hip and cool, oh even God. though she's a furry. <laughs> and furries run the tech industry in New Zealand. The spin-off actually wrote a really good piece about that one day. Okay. Plug. Next, you're welcome, Dunk. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I'm going to rock up in those little ears as though nothing's happened. And I'm going to buy us tails. <gasps> okay. Don't know if this is being insensitive. I actually love watching furry documentaries because... I don't know why. <laughs> I'd like to know what's, what other people are up to. A fascinating subculture, extremely far from my own personal galaxy. Another fascinating subculture that I want to briefly talk about with a naughty or nice mm. are the Swifties who had a fall from grace. I was trying to make a Taylor Swift pun. Mm. Fall from state of grace. That's one of their songs. I don't know. They had They had a big storm coming this weekend when it was announced. That Taylor Swift and her boyfriend, I always thought his name was pronounced Joe Alwyn. Yes. But now I've been hearing people pronounce it Alwyn. Like like Baldwin. Yeah. Okay. So Taylor and Joe will yeah. refer to them and won't have to do that for very much longer because they are now separated. RIP to them. So people didn't really want to believe this because um, actually there's an amazing piece on a newsletter called Embedded about this. People didn't want to believe the breakup rumours because they were confirmed by Entertainment Tonight and People Magazine, which five years ago would have been incredibly, yes, 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 mm. this is true sources. Mm. 
But now that we've moved towards this era of trusting individuals rather than trusting publications and we are part of the problem, I understand that and I love that y'all trust me <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> like, um, we should trust uh, like publications that have been around for ages and aren't going to risk their whole defamation lawsuit. Yeah, risk their whole company on lying. So um, anyway, Entertainment Tonight and People Magazine confirmed um, from sources close to the peer, which again, people don't like trusting sources close to the peer, but if you know Taylor Swift, you know that nothing gets out without her wanting it to, and if it does and it's incorrect, someone will very quickly come on somewhere and be like, no, that's wrong. But Taylor Swift and Joe breaking up was very much... Correct. And God, let me just swallow. <laughs> and so since since this announcement came out, so they were together for six years. And oh, apparently heart. it was quite amicable. Um apparently, now this I can't confirm nor deny, but Joe couldn't deal with the level of fame, and so Taylor ended it. That's that's very much apparently, but it's also like Soft boy. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like she was already the biggest star in the world. Now she's like intergalactic, but she was already the biggest star in the world. How is it an issue six years in? Like I uh, yeah, absolutely. So I think it would I think it wouldn't have been that. I think it would have just been, as other sources say, they grow apart. Mm. Um but in classic Taylor Swift fashion, this announcement, like, she obviously had it planned or her people had it planned because she swapped um, at the show that she performed before this all got announced. She swapped a song called Invisible String, which is about the invisible string that ties her to Joe or that ties someone to someone they love. She swapped it for a song called The One, which is like, it would have been fun if you would have been the one. Oh, and my she, heart. Yeah, so she did do... I thought that was quite a graceful way of sort of... It's incredibly chic. ...leading yeah. people into yeah. this is coming. And then the news also came out in a gap, like I think there's a few weeks or a week in between her shows. And so in the middle week, this news came out to give people time to digest. I will say the next tour that we see, the next show that we see, I should say, is going to be like history-making because yes. now everyone knows. Yes. And she just... She doesn't have to, but she gives everything to her fans. So I feel like she's not going to not nod to this in the next show. We have um, someone that commented on the newsy saying they were going to the next two shows oh in the Eras tour. Okay. And they, on the ground. they are our Swifty on the ground. And I said to them, please send us blah, blah, blah. And then very quickly was like, don't feel like you have to ruin your show yeah. by like sending us anything. Because she replied being like, I'm going to have my email app open, like ready to send oh you my shit. God, and I was like, sure. okay, yeah. like obsessed with you. You do not have to do that. But also would love to break What's your news. hot take? What do you think? How do you think she's going to address it? Um, I think she's going to bring Harry Styles on stage and make out with him. That's I'm horny for that. <laughs> That's so great. No, I, I, I don't know. I think she will do something. She did make a little speech about... Um, how you never know what anyone's going through and, you know, yes. X, Y, Z at one of her previous shows. She might do something similar to that. She might just thank everyone. She might have a cry while she sings one of her songs. Oh. Can I handle it? I don't know. I feel sick. I no. feel sick. At, okay, I was thinking about this on the drive here and, like, why we get so affected by, like, parasocial mm. breakups or relationships or friendships or anything. And I was trying to think of – oh, this is going to make me sound old. Like – 
the first experience I had of celebrity breakups mm. affecting me personally. What was it? <laughs> no, go, go, go. I'm go. nervous, but I'm going to be vulnerable. Um, <laughs> it was when Brad Pitt and Jennifer oh. Aniston first broke up. Oh, my God. I remember it so vividly. I don't know how old I would have been, but, like, embarrassingly young. I woke up and I was like, genuinely sad and like and how would you have even Brad is feeling you must have today. found out like on the radio or on tv or something because I okay, don't I'm not that old no, but, but yes. that didn't happen because I remember yeah. um I had to ask mum who is Brangelina like what's Brangelina because every single magazine yes. it was only magazines that's how yes. I knew like every single magazine was about Brangelina yes and I was sort of like what the hell who so the fuck are these people? yeah yeah crazy crazy so I think we feel this ache because like obviously celebrity culture speaks for itself but when a like people of that famousness mm. magnitude like they we make them feel perfect in our mm. minds and we're like if you can't make it who the hell can yeah and we get so so like invited into their lives and so obsessed with tiny details about or not even things. invited we just sort of knock down Force the doors. ourselves into it and so it's just so bizarre and remarkable that we can feel so personally affected I know. like my flatmate flow is like I'm in denial. I'm in mourning. Like, I refuse to believe it. And because I don't feel that wedded to these two, mostly because, and this is going to sound bad, mm. mostly because, like, I'm one, I'm not there for the relationship. Like, I love Taylor Swift as a artist. But two, her next, like, few years or months or whatever is, like, going to be, like, amazing for her but also amazing for Cisco. Like, I can't wait to write about it. Yeah. I can't wait to, like – because she only gives us what she, like, allows us to have. Yes. So, like, I'm just ready for her to break the internet. <gasps> We're just so – like, it's no. this person's life. I love this. Um. Also, just on your first celebrity breakup that really hit home for you, <laughs> mine was um, Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens when oh, they broke up yeah, after yeah. – High School Musical. How long were they t- together for? I don't know. I think I can't remember if they broke up before the last movie or not. But anyway, now a story of um, happiness, a oh, happy love story. Please, well, is it Millie Bobby Brown is is engaged to? Forgive me, I don't know his name, but he's John Bon Jovi's son. <laughs> I'm a rock chick through and through, yeah. but this I can't tell you. This I can't tell you. So she is just living on some prayers right now. Um, she's, she's gone to Paradise City. She's yeah. only 19. Whoa. And it's interesting because... How old is he? I mean, live your truth. I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, let's do a quick Google. I opened a little um, break in the fourth wall. I opened up my tab. There's just a whole lot of photos of toasted sandwiches <laughs> slash grilled cheese because... Today's Monday poll is what do you call this? Um, I call it a toasted sandwich. Do you call it a cheese toasty or a grilled cheese or a toasty? Um, a toasty. Oh, a toasty, yeah. What oh. do they call them? There's a really cute word for them. Jackal or something? What? No yeah. heck? <gasps> crazy. Uh, <laughs> the crazy. world is so crazy. Okay, so his name is Jake Bon Jovi. Mm, yeah. Not to be Apple doesn't fall too far. Job. And um, he's 20 and she's 19. Wow. And, you know, I, that is quite young, but live your truth. Live and your like, truth. Do your own life. Make your own happiness or mistakes. Do what you want. Make your own Brown. mistakes. Or like, not. <laughs> or, or not. Could be good. At least yeah. she's moved on from, I don't know if you knew, Jacob Sartorius. 
this little Oh my god, 12-y? he sounds like a fucking no, like was, new age philosopher. No, he was a twelve e and I don't know what has happened to him now, but oh. he's random. Um anyway, my third story for naughty or nice. I know guys, I don't usually bring three stories, it's usually just one. Just goes to the regions, come back <laughs> cut very full. Cut very full of celebrity goss. Maddie Healy deleted his Instagram. This is not that huge of a story for most normal people, but for me, enormous. Um, he has deactivated his Twitter before, and now he's moved on to Instagram. And when he asked, uh, when he was asked at one of his concerts, he just said like he's sick of his whole life being a performance, mm. and he's sick of being in like his quote unquote asshole era where he like on Instagram specifically he like chose to just be perceived as an arsehole. Like, he'd just post controversial memes, but quite funny ones. Like, mm. real, he was fucking good at Instagram, I'll say. Like, funny as shit on his stories, but, yeah, wildly controversial. And he was just like, I'm sick of performing or being seen or being a fucking asshole, and so, like, I'm coming off the web. So, Do plot twist. he wants to find love? I think he's ready. I think he might be ready For... to... Meet me next week at both of the shows I'm going to. However, I'm too scared to line up and be anywhere near the close <laughs> close to the front of the stage. So. I'm a close friend. Yeah, so he's going to have to, like, see Work me reading a book at the back, acting <gasps> mysterious. Reading The Bell Jar. Yeah. <laughs> reading Catcher in the Rye. Oh, my at God. At the back of the concert. And he's going to think she's different. (laughs) And she's going to think she'll fix me. She'll fix me and then he'll be like, oh, she's such a liberal with her shit. You should care about Instagram. I'm not going anywhere near her. But then you'll take your glasses off and you release the pin from your hair. And whoosh. Yeah. We'll bone. Yeah. (laughs) Horny. I love this story. More please. Um, This is a celebrity breakup and get together. I'm so invested in. True. That'll be better than Taylor Swift breaking the internet. And better than Brangelina. Anyway, Val. Yes. Ten unsolicited rules for life. Yeah. I think we're ready to move from <laughs> celebrity into like deep individual <laughs> issues <laughs> and ways we can solve them. <laughs> this is what Culture Vault is for. <laughs> is it? Just some gorgeous softcore philosophy. Yeah. Softcore philosophy, just dumping your traumas to like a few thousand people that might oh my <laughs> chime gosh. in. This is meant to be the opposite of trauma dumping, yeah. which is like, I don't know, before we start quickly, like when Luce and I were talking about me writing this, she said people love rules or a guide to things. Why, why do you think that is? I think it's because we're all just like random little ants floating around yes. on this earth and... Same poetry go. Like I think... <laughs> That I, if you don't subscribe to something like a religion or yeah. like something that shows you where to go in life, yeah. you're just constantly scrambling yes. and maybe reading something that can help you find some sort of path or resonates with you is good. Yeah. I've just thought of that then. No, uh, it we... was incredible. It was a religious experience watching <laughs> that descend upon you. Um, I also just think we've been through some shit yeah and sometimes it's good for the writer and the reader to like not feel alone yes 100% um i would never write you this if and by you i mean like the audience if i had a perfect life and yes. had no like great life experience to really ground this in 
Like, try harder. (laughs) Just try harder. No, wake up at 5 a.m. Yes, meditate. Meditate for an hour each day. (laughs) No. So these are like, take them if you want them, leave them if you don't, pass them on to your mates if you need like a soft way of helping them out of something or into something. Yes. Um, Should we launch into number one? Yeah, take, take it away. Um, Okay, so the first one is to treat friendships with the same amount of energy as romantic relationships. And this one I feel like so, so intensely. And writing about loneliness this weekend for No News is Good News and thinking about uh, growing up with maybe like quite an independent relationship from my family, a few traumas in there (laughs) just to kind of flag that. Um, and, and I've lived like away from my family for a really long time, like since I was 17. So uh, my friendships have become this like incredibly intense uh, well of energy and connection mm. for me. And I think we grew up with this narrative of like fall in love and pour all your energy mm. into that. But actually, I don't think friendships should be any different. Um you know, they're like the bones that we build around us. They're how we feel less alone in the world and see ourselves reflected back at us. Mm. The other day I, I um, saw this great quote that was like the best friendships change us, which I really loved. And this, um, yeah, I just think that your life will change if you if you give friendships just as much energy as you would when you um, fall in love. I agree with that. Heavy, heavy endorsed to that one, especially last week Laura and I talked about are you a good friend mm. and how to be a better friend? And um, the way that we're starting to, we used to see like career, children, marriage as like the three like pillars or like there's more, but these were really high in our hierarchy of mm. values. But now you're seeing more and more people want to live with their friends, want to live like around them. Mm. Friendships like moving up there is a thing that will like give you the same amount of energy, give you the same amount of life as like your career or, you know, yes. friendship like, uh, or relationships. So I very much think Heavy approve. Heavy approve. Probably like just a blanket heavy approve over <laughs> all of these. I did edit them. We did run them on Cisco. <laughs> Everything Belsie is I heavily approve. Oh, cute. Okay, so that's the first one. The second one is um, that freedom is the best feeling you can chase. I think we uh, particularly – like at our age, have grown up through a time when um, it's all about like uh, government control. Government. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about give me your bank details um, and your Instagram handle. No, I'm about balance, mm. but I think that's kind of a fallacy. And actually, the true like key to feeling good in life, and not as I had gorgeously put it before, dragging yourself through this world. <laughs> Is, is to seek, like, freedom, and I don't think moments of freedom come from really, like, planned and manicured lives where yep. it's all in really neat Tupperware containers and everything's, like, really well organised. But a feeling of freedom inside, and, and in my personal experience, I feel like they come, and this is maybe because I'm a rat girl, but, like, when I'm in hoodies, in BFF, yeah. or at the beach, or mincing around on, like, a holiday with my friends, yeah. or, like... Just having space and time in my life where I don't feel accountable to anyone, mm. a rare and gorgeous thing and a life's work to pursue it. But I just feel like reframing a pursuit for happiness and balance and contentment is actually like quite positively reframed as, as finding freedom in your life. I also think like those things that you just mentioned, happiness, balance, um, happiness All and balance. All my canvas art in my house. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
they are things that can never be truly reached because life happens and so like happiness if you're chasing happiness well life can come along and interrupt that because of things that happen in life Mm. but freedom means that when those things do happen you have the freedom to deal with them however you need to and so it feels like life yes it can interrupt freedom um but usually it feels like something that you can hold and it's like a value that you can be like well I get through this one thing and then I'm like back to making my own decisions Mm. about my life yeah, I'm a big – I was going to say, um, no, the best feeling you can chase is relief. But to get relief, you have to go through, like, <laughs> things that make you so fucking anxious or oh. really terrible. So don't chase relief. Just, like, relinquish, relish it when it happens. But freedom, yeah, I agree with that one. Endorsed. Endorsed. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> um, Did okay. I just blow the mic up when I yelled endorsed? <laughs> I thought I had just – Great producer. Lower the level. <laughs> <laughs> It's because you're a um, you're a performer at heart. No, I'm just loud. Are you in a, you in a bit? <laughs> you're a performer. This is Belle's like she can just rewrite anything to be romantic and nice instead of just being like Lucy, you're fucking loud. Performer at heart. Yeah, you've got spirit. <laughs> oh my god, I sound like um, ChatGPT. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, this is like very trickle-down therapy. But the um, number three is that resolution can only come from yourself. And I think like this sort of ties into something Luce talks about a lot, which is radical acceptance. But this idea that like things will disappoint you, people will disappoint you, you will disappoint you. The, these things are just like drastically inevitable. But but what isn't inevitable is, is how you deal with it. Mm. And you, I think you can drive yourself crazy or like wildly anxious trying to control other people's reactions and Mm. responses and try and garner some kind of like relief from them and and I'm thinking in my mind particularly about like breakups that I've had where I'm like I've been so good I don't understand Mm. why you're behaving this way and I just like arrived at the fact that I can't control how someone else reacts to something and and so that resolution with difficult things has to always come from you and when you decide that you are set free. Yes, I think that that's something that you'll all know that we have a breakup podcast, um, which is in the same feed as this. It's called Own the Fields. You should go and listen to it. But something that we were landing on almost every episode was that truly, like, some things you cannot find in other people, resolution and closure, which Mm. is sort of interchangeable when you're talking about breakups, uh, that's one of the things that you actually cannot find in someone else. Mm. Just like your, like, um, I don't know, values, morals, like inner, you know, who you are. You can't find all of that in someone else. You can't take from someone else all of those kinds of things. That's And this is something that is such a better way of framing it than radical acceptance. <laughs> like, But just like understanding that people are going to wrong you, things in the world are yeah. going to wrong you. And you sort of have to 
sometimes just look to yourself to like get through those things. Yeah. Like I, annoying, but kind of, yeah, it is, it, yeah. it is the case. Would love something to be a little bit easy. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, this life. You have a martini. Um, yeah, totally. And I think we look for finite things and control. And, mm. and when grief or shocking or painful things happen to us, we lose control. Mm. So um, finding that resolution in you, I have personally found to be really life-changing. Yeah. But also coming from speaking for myself and maybe Belle, two women that are just like fiercely independent. Oh, <laughs> I hate that. Put that on my LinkedIn, yeah. <laughs> but two, two women that are very much like, especially me, just will not let a single person very far in. My friends, of course, but mm. anyone that I think could sort of encroach on a bit of that um, freedom that we were talking about mm. earlier or I would find myself relying on them mm. Um that is different from looking to yourself for resolution. Like, you're allowed to let other people in. Like, this is, you don't need to be on your own forever, which is rich coming from me because I actually think I will be. But, like, if you're listening to this, like, don't take that as an opportunity to fucking burn all the bridges around no you. No way. But yeah. Resolution, um, resolving things. Mm. Unless you're in a fight with someone, then, like, yeah, fine. Fuck them. Anyway, Val, I still heavily endorse that. Oh. <laughs> I feel so validated. No, I hope this is useful. Okay, for I'm really into this, but I think you have to use it wisely, which is generosity will change your life. Um, and I, like, have this very vivid memory of my first job, like, profesh job, and I was, like, sweating in my little polyester blazer and my little kitten heels, no idea what I was doing. But I had this boss that was, like, really generous and not in a weird way, but just, like, um, I don't know, like, would would buy me a really nice notebook to write in mm. for work, knowing mm-hmm. that that was, like, really important to me. Or um, he was always, like, very cognizant of what was happening in your life. And yeah. We just had this, like, very kind of generous work community from, mm. from a young age. And it left quite an indelible mark on me because – like, I've never forgotten that. And mm-hmm. I think the trick here is not to be over generous and, like, pour too much of yourself into anything. Mm-hmm. A life's work, still working on that. But, like – those tiny things actually make such a difference. Like, Luce, often when I see you, you're like, have got a bunch of flowers from the dairy or like <laughs> a weird, um, like raisin coffee thing that yeah. you've been given from a press <laughs> lunch yeah. or yeah. like you're wearing yeah. a necklace that I made you. Yeah. Like, I just think it's the smallest things, and this is not about money yes. or like grand gestures yeah. or stand outside my house with a fucking boombox yeah. or be in a relationship and buy me heaps of shit. But like, generosity in its most creative ways, I think, is actually so powerful and cute. And being generous with, with your time, mm. but um, only when it really matters, like not spreading yourself so fucking thin because mm. you don't want to. Spend time alone or, like, go and deal with whatever you've got going on. Like, me and Belle will often, we work our normal jobs and then if we want to catch up on life or we want to work on some chimes or whatever, we'll meet up at, like, 7.30 in the morning, sometimes earlier. And, and both, of us, <laughs> both of us wanting to do that, to me, feels, mm. like, generous of you with your time that we're, like, so in whatever we're in that we want to do it. Yeah. Duncan, I would say, is probably one of the most – you all know Dunk – one of the most generous people with his time and resources. Like, he lets Siska work at the spinoff for, like, a year without, yeah. like, wanting anything really from us except for our exceptional vibes. <laughs> um, My chic outfits. And, like, right. even things like he 
when we were really new and he saw us and no one else did and he was like, don't build a website, start a newsletter. And just like mm. generous with uh, – he is definitely one of the most generous people in the way that matters to me. Yes. Like you, I don't care if people buy me shit. I don't want them to like do stuff no. for me either. But if you're generous with your time and with your like expertise. Yeah. Um, and That's definitely way, your love language. Yeah. Like, in, yeah. in, in friendships and work and yeah. absolutely. Yes, Dunk will always just like take – we'll go for a – 45 minute spritz in between his like chaotic life <laughs> it's so generous and yeah. I think when you're extremely busy like you're the busiest person I know someone who can give you that time back is like yeah yeah it's just it's it's a gift so yeah generosity in all its forms and you yeah. find the ones that you can get like your love language you find what you like to give and what mm. you like to get and then roll with it, guys. <laughs> and then just be who you're meant to be. See, based on these, I should be living, based on the fucking things that I feel like I can tell people and teach them on this podcast, yeah. I should be living such a free and generous oh life. Oh, my God. Does this – I just had this freak out that this sounds like a Hilary Duff album. <laughs> What? What's with the title? No. Generosity like- will change your life. <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> Or let the rain. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, <laughs> find joy and refuse to rob yourself <laughs> of it. We're actually co-opting this podcast to launch a new Launch song from the back. <laughs> it's called. No, he's into it. He's he can't talk. It. His mic's off. I wish it was on right now so we could get some hot tags. Um, okay. the next one, which I just sort of teased. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this sounds like a little bit. Pentecostal Christian, but I don't mean it to sound like that. Um, but find joy and refuse to rob yourself of it. And like so often things will be really hard to make sense of. Why is this happening? Why now? Why me? And mm. I think the most radical thing that you can do in the face of like disaster or mundanity or when you just feel like you're in fucking Groundhog Day or things are going big, like really difficult is to like seek out joy and and because you'll always be going through something. You'll always be in the middle of like some era and things will always be changing. But the one single thing that I think makes life make sense and worth it is, is like moments of joy. And mm. um, my mum actually taught me this phrase, which was just like, uh, are you going to rob yourself of joy or not? And lol, when she first used it, it was in regards to buying a pair of pants. <laughs> But you have taken Which, that one. And I have just taken that and wrapped it into a big life lesson. <clears throat> but I love the idea of like, I mean, it's a bit like sin wagony. Like, um, are you going to rob yourself of joy or come and have a like, yeah. little dart on the balcony? Or, yes. Um, but I just, yeah, if you, this idea of like prioritizing it. And sometimes yeah. we don't feel worthy of good things when other people are going through difficult things. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, microdosing joy. Look it up. I love that one. And I the only thing I'll weigh in um there and say is I feel this one heavily with fandom. Like um yeah. if you find something that you really love, whatever it is, and other people think it's dumb or other people think it's embarrassing, or you feel like people are gonna judge you for it, so you just sort of keep it in. Oh. Just just remember, like, don't rob yourself of that thing that you love because of what you think or what anyone else thinks. Oh, my God. I could do, like, university thesis on this. Yeah. But, like, yes, especially when I was younger and starting out as a writer and, like, mm-hmm. fell into poetry and was so afraid of being, like um, – oh, that girl from high school who fucking thinks she's a poet now and is, like, putting all that shit on Facebook, like, trying to 
become famous or whatever, which was never my prerogative. Yeah. But I was so like afraid and yep. embarrassed of that. And I think that's a whole wider tox mass yes. callish thing for us to unpack. But it's just like the moment I decided just to like lean into yes. that and and enjoy it change my life so yeah be a try hard yeah I think everyone should be a try hard like try hard and then be proud of it like I hated at school when people were like you're such a try hard it's like oh so what I like actually am doing something that I like some New Zealand tall poppy shit yeah okay time is of the essence um that's not a um that's not a lesson (laughs) it's my new tattoo um (laughs) The danger when we get on the mic is that there's too much to say. No, the danger is it's like we don't have like a morning newsletter, a weekend newsletter, a chime every week, two podcasts. There's always too much to say. Okay, number six is um, evacuate your life every once in a while. And I just think like living gets really boring. Mm. Um, And and I think... Yes, it does. Being alive is boring. (laughs) Don't at me. Um, But like just getting out of your fucking tiny little radius life for a weekend, a day, a week, like whatever is feasible in in your world, I just think is so fucking important. Like um, just to change. And, And, you know, I think we sort of fetishize holidays in this like capitalism way, capitalist way we work, which is work extremely hard, take two weeks off, hopefully go somewhere, hopefully have the best time, refuel, reset and come back and like that's yes. it. But I love the idea of like, again, microdosing holidays yeah. and like just going somewhere new and breathing different air. Mm. And like my friend sent me a message a while ago. She lives in Europe. She was like, oh, we went up the mountains and just to be in the fucking like, yep. Snow air, air like yes. did something to me, and I think um, it's so powerful. And yeah, just to get out of your like sameness, four walls. Like I get very um, cabin fevery in mm. my like tiny little like three places that I frequent, which yep. is my best friend's house, my house, and work. So I just think like yeah, evacuate your life, do something different, pack a hoodie, and yeah. go somewhere. Yeah. Sit on a beach, bring mm. a journal, and. Like your earpods, I don't know. Yeah, like just yeah. I always find that I always am like, even if I've worked in the same spot like for four hours, mm. I literally have to walk to a park. Yeah, look at the sky, go back inside, and then suddenly I'm like, okay, I can do all the other things I need to do. Yeah, I wonder. I often wonder this. Do you think the Kardashians get bored? Oh my god, that's such they, a good question. Maybe that's a mundane poll one day because, like, I think they definitely do and it just sort of shows that you can have everything. Yes. But, like, if you're used to everything, this is not a hot take at all. If you're used <laughs> to having everything, then nothing's that exciting. Yeah. Or, like, what really stimulates them, I'm not sure. I don't know. That is so true. I think about this, like, when I was, we grew up on, like, a farm, like a yeah. rural fucking Lifestyle block. Lifestyle block. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How do you explain what that is? A piece Um, of, a tiny, a small piece of land? It's like not a farm, but not a section. (laughs) We did a brief stint on a lifestyle block once Uh, and the lambs escaped and ate all the figs next door all the time. Or no, it was the cow. (laughs) Just like imagining you becoming a real estate agent. My dad's one. Kill me now. Novian's dad. Uh, Love you. Um, (laughs) 
Where am I going with this? I've completely lost my track of the train of um, Do the Kardashians get forward oh, lifestyle block? Oh, yeah, growing up just, like, with really not fucking much to go around, like, the challenge as a young kid was, like, to stay entertained and mm-hmm. not get bored. And I think there's really something in, like, not having much yeah. that makes you do, like, yes. weird stuff. That makes you do that. I remember yeah. when I went to Cambodia for the first time and these kids were so fucking cool. They had literally nothing, but they had, like, my empty water bottle mm. and they made this whole game out of sticks and a water bottle. Mm. And I think I was 16 when I was over there. Mm. And I've, I'd written in my diary, like... I can't believe how happy these kids are yeah. with, so, like, they literally have my empty water bottle. And yeah. I think that was such a, like, obviously coming from such a privileged fucking place. Yeah. But to be 16 and to see that yeah, and to, like, recognize it, I think changed me. Like, and then you go back to your fucking life and you're like, I've got Connect Four and Monopoly and, like, all these fucking things that just sit on the shelf. Yes. And sometimes I forget. And then the other day I was reading through all my old diaries and I saw that and wow. I was like, must remind myself to remember that moment yeah um yeah. oh my god I had a really similar experience when I was living in India and like we were working in a school and we we brought a ball and like we had to hide the ball because era, yeah. all the kids were like so like yes it was just the most thrilling thing and I I really say this not to fetishize like yeah children in poverty and you know like white savior hell blah but like it was the most like gorgeous and amazing thing yeah to watch like how simple joy yes came, where it can spring from and I remember coming back to New Zealand finding that transition really really hard yes. trying to make sense of this privilege yeah this like shocking divide and like how discontent easily yes. discontent we are with our like and I found that every time I've gone away, that has stuck with me for mm. maybe two weeks. Mm. And then I've like been sucked back into like, yeah. you know, the life that you do live here. I remember when I did Outward Bound for a month and you're like, no phones, no tea, no coffee, like no vices is the whole thing, except for you're just there with yourself. And I got back and most people have that I've talked to that went on Outward Bound felt this as well. You just get, like, really depressed because you've learned to live so well with, like, no vices. Mm. And as soon as you're, like, looking at everyone on their phones and then, like, if you're, like, drinking coffee again and you're blah, 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 you're like, oh, my God, like, why do we do this when we could do that? Yes. Ah. And then you get back into it. Anyway, so these are these are all still um, evacuate your life once in a while. These are things that we've learned yeah, from totally. evacuating our lives. Yeah. Seven. Okay, my friends and I have this affectionate term called Rowenge, which is... Ah, what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, guys, this is news to me. <laughs> Am I not a friend? <laughs> Love you, Eliza and V, um, which is... I was going to say it's French for revenge. It absolutely <laughs> isn't. Um, but it's basically that living well is the best revenge. And, like, we had this moment... Oh, <laughs> But what does Rowenge mean? It's from... <laughs> It's from Peep Show. Oh, okay. But basically, we just have these moments where we're like, we like are thriving in yeah. some like tiny, minute way, <clears throat> and we, we just look at each other and we're like, "Rowenge." <laughs> no. And I just like I've had a lot of stuff happen in my life that has been hard, and I think like when I was really badly bullied at work. Um, years ago, I like made this promise to myself, which was the best Rowenge revenge, 
was to live well and and like silent success basically yes. success however you frame that but this idea of like yeah living well is the best revenge mm. you want to channel it into like burning someone's house down or like them yeah. suffering but if you can channel all of that energy into like living well yeah. whatever like shape that yes. takes for you um, not to reading. not to bring this back to the breakup podcast, but we have a whole episode on revenge. And mm-hmm. literally, again, what me and Liv came to at the end was that once again, this is not about the other person. Like mm. putting your energy into that other person isn't going to make you feel good. It's going to drive you insane. Yes. Putting it back into you yeah. and living well does not mean like you join a gym and get the revenge body. It yep, means yep, like no, no, you're no. just like picking your things that are going to make you feel the best and be the best version of you. And just like letting the world see that and sense that and not like forcing it on them or getting revenge on them or like um like revenge posting and like my perfect life if you're really sad I think that's a really easy trap to fall into when I was super heartbroken I was really cognizant of Mm. that because you want to project like an okayness to the world The dog <laughs> has heard our bullshit trickle down therapy and is scratching Laura at the was like, door. Shut up. Um, <laughs> love you. Um, okay, anyway, so I just, that's, I feel very intensely about that. Yes. Take from that what you will. This number eight is coming from a worn out woman girly. Uh, break or take, break or break, break or take breaks. Love and that. It's been um, a chime before, everyone, and it was a great chime. Oh, and Belle was it. like on the brink on her way to Malaysia, I believe. Was that before you wrote this? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, from the airport floor, most likely. Um, but I also think like, I read a great Substack uh, called Something to Say by Abigail Bergstrom the other day about like rest and how yes. we incorporate rest. And I think in this like hyper visual world we live in now, sometimes you're, there's no kind of anonymity or like ability to like sleuth into a dinner with greasy hair and not mm. feel like you're going to be on someone's fucking Instagram story, which like bleh, I don't mm-hmm. like. But um, just. I think burnout is a sign of boundaries that you haven't kept. Mm. So um, when you're starting to feel like singy, see it as a, a sign for change and something needs to stop and something needs to start. And I think, again, maybe this is like an overall theme, microdosing things that are good for you. I think that's a that's a no news is good news one day. Microdose, like the different things in your life that you should microdose. Yeah. I think that's funny and it's live on pod. We've just given Belle her next <laughs> Welcome to the inner workings of Cisco. I will say on break or take breaks, and this is really random um, because it came from someone that I don't particularly align with and I don't really know very well and I didn't really like at the time. And I don't know him well still at all. Brad Pitt. It came from... (laughs) Brad Pitt. No. Um, It was... This man that I met when I was like doing some consulting or something for someone and he was very high up somewhere and he was in finance and sort of, I don't know, I was sort of like, what can I get from this conversation that we're having, which is sort of a bad way to think because productivity is not the point of conversation. (laughs) Um, But he was like to me, how do you do it all? And I was just like, I love my job and I get to pick the things that I talk about and write about unless the huge things that have happened usually in the US that are really shit. Um, And he was like, I think you're going to get burnt out. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he was like, people get burnt out when – I can't remember the percentage he said, but he's like, people burn out when, like, 
60% of their time is filled with things they don't want to do and 40% is filled with the things they do want to do. And I said, well, maybe that's why I haven't been burnt out yet Mm. because that ratio, I like plan my job and my life to be doing the things that I want Mm. to do more than the ones I don't, which is why we have such a small team because me and Ruby know we don't want our jobs to be managing people. We want our jobs to be like doing the good things. Writing me a performance review. (laughs) Hey, Belle. Um, And that's also why we hire or contract in the very few people that we do because they're all incredibly self-starting. Like I don't have to chase if I do, that's fine, but I never have to. And like, I very, I barely have to edit. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's the reason for not burning out, I think, is because even though I'm not taking like an active break of like a two week holiday every mm. four weeks or whatever, I am not doing a higher percentage of things I don't want to do than the things I do. Incredible. I don't know if that's helpful to anyone, but... Put that on a stretch canvas. And also that's fucking... Only very few people can choose to do that. It's, it comes <sighs> yeah. with the caveat of like... This is just my life. The, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is... Um, and it does mean I work like fucking 12 hours a day, but because I do like it. Anyway, continue. <laughs> continue before I start caveating the shit out of the side. <laughs> before I get really afraid of getting cancelled. Yeah. Um, okay, nine is like a wild sort of co-papa that I lived my whole 20s by which was le- leap in the net will appear and I I really this is like the hardest thing to do I think because yes. it's that swing between safety and spontaneity we often talk about in chimes or in the newsy but everyone will have an opinion on what you should do in your life and that opinion is based on their own experience mm. and their expectations of both themselves and you but I am such like a person guided by intuition yes, and feeling. And if you have a visceral feeling that you need to do something and, and you research it and it's scary but it feels right, then often you have to release something safe mm. to like walk to run towards that like risk or opportunity. And, and in my personal experience, that risk and opportunity is where the best, craziest, strangest, most challenging and rewarding things have happened in my mm. life. And um, my friend actually messaged me last night and she was like, you know, David Bowie spoke about that, like about the strange things and, and always coming out of the difficult or like scary, risky times. And I don't mean like <laughs> dump your boyfriend and move to Cambodia, <laughs> yeah. but also if that feels right, then yeah. do it. And yeah. I think sometimes we can feel so like afraid of making mistakes and afraid of making the wrong decision and this idea that we will be punished for making the wrong mm. decision and um, subsequently like rewarded for making the right one. But there is none. Yeah. But you have to leap if you want a new net to appear. That's like what Liv's doing right now. And yeah. everyone was sort of like, why are you leaving this job? Why are you like leaving what's so good in New Zealand? And she was just, she knew there was something else. There was yeah. just more for her to see and do. And like, if she didn't do it, then she would live with that like regret. Yeah. And our favorite, like the thing that makes us feel the safest ever in the world is that everything is temporary. Yeah. It's something that we think... It's kind of, which goes with the just leap because everything is temporary. If it doesn't work out, you can always come home. And that doesn't have to be home as in like your family. You can move to where your best friend is because she feels like home or he feels like home or, you know, you can do what you need to do to feel safe again. Everything's temporary. So if you leap and you don't like where you've landed, like it's not forever. Yeah. Oof. 
Oh, and flowing on from that. Incredible segue to number 10. Tonight, Matthew. No. <laughs> I am going to be. I'm going to be Britney Spears. <laughs> um, regret is a waste. Okay, like this is my, I'm oh, it's a shock. I'm very into this as well. But this idea of like not regretting anything that you've done, unless it's fucking awful, then I guess that's opening a whole other fucking can of worms. Murder. <laughs> Murder on the dance floor. Um <laughs> But maybe I, I'm just going to read directly from this now because I'm, I've, I need another Because I'm proud. Christmas <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Leap in the net will appear and just like do it with conviction yes. and do it with self-respect. And I think we can be made to regret things if things didn't work out perfectly. For yeah. example, I moved to France under this weird delusion that I was going to be a, a petite French girl with my <laughs> boyfriend on the back of his scooter. And it obviously didn't work out because, hi, I'm back in Auckland. But... <laughs> And this was years ago, but I just like, I could regret that and yes. regale that story as like an epic failure. Or I could be like, okay, lol, this one time I moved to Antibes in France and learned yes. French and worked out of a gluten-free cupcake cafe. And it was so weird. Yeah. And like, <laughs> now I'll write about it. Yeah. <laughs> Life is copy. But no, I just, when I sort of think about that, it feels very powerful. Like, yeah. And I guess that's like, kind of wrapped up in radical acceptance which is just like um you know do things do things conviction and self-respect appreciate that they won't always work out and if not well I've got some great stories yes I love this Liv and I the other day we were in Sydney the other day the other week I just did that classic boomer thing um and we were like getting on a train um, and meeting Ruby and her boyfriend. And, like, before we got on the train, we were like, right, so should we ask everyone their biggest regrets on this train? <laughs> like, classic weird Lucy and Liv shit. And I remember finding it so funny. And because I don't have regrets in my life except for, like, huge things that maybe have led to causing harm or, like, traumas or whatever things I'm sure you'll all find out about. And Liv and I, like, had these two the only regrets we could think about were these things that altered our lives completely for the worst, but now, like, it's all fine, mm. everyone. And it was just so interesting because I, like, literally, until that huge life event had happened that I sort of regretted, I had never had a single, like, I was like, some weird and shit things have happened to me. I don't regret any of them because they all, like, lead to something. And so I think it's also a really big question to ask yourself what your biggest regret is and then be like, should I actually... Or, like, am I kind of all good, like, based on that? Or do I have a really good story? But it's just really funny that Liv and I were like, before we get on the train, what, should, we, <laughs> should we ask everyone their biggest regret on this train? It was just, like, cooked. Oh, that makes me want, like, a warm Chardonnay and a dive bar and a stranger to tell all my secrets yeah. to and change my life. <laughs> well, even better, we've got a podcast um, with a Christmas praline coffee <laughs> and a couple thousand people to tell our secrets to, including T.I. here, who is... Probably sitting there thinking, Shut you up. guys. Shut up. going to wrap this, wrap this <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> no, he loves us. Um, we will be wrapping this up, mm. but what is on your radar, slash do you have anything on your radar? Um, okay, there's something I'm really excited about, and it's on, it's on tomorrow night, and I, not in like a, this is your gig guide way, but um, one of my besties is sort of emceeing a comedy show. Wait, is it tomorrow night? night? I thought that was next. No, it's a different one. Oh. <laughs> This is like, um, excuse me, you're off to have fun without me. Um, but 
<laughs> it was so funny. I was driving home last night and I was like, is that yo? And it was her on the side of the road, like walking to meet someone. And I just like <laughs> pulled over and she was like, I was just writing a joke that we were talking about at the bar the other day. And now I saw you and can you drop me at the bar? And it was just this like funny <laughs> yeah. collision of things. And the joke, wow, I'll tell you ne- next time yeah. on because I don't want to ruin it for her. But I'm really, I love watching your friend's Phoenix. Yeah. She's a performer and watching her like on stage In her is element. like an extremely gorgeous thing. I always thought her name was Joe. Oh. Just to, I've only ever read it. That's why I've only oh. ever read you writing about J O H. Yeah, and now I know it's yo. So there you go. The more you know, the more you know. The more you the go. More you know, Hope she listens to this and hears a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry, I've been thinking your name wrong. Um, what about you? Yeah, enough about me. I don't really have anything. Again, I'm just watching Succession. Yeah. I'm watching Ted Lasso. Yeah. There's a new Jonas Brothers album coming out at some point, but I've already talked about that. So basically I'm a boring-ass bitch that hasn't brought anything new to the recommendation side of Honey, the pod. you've been into the regions. You've been you've evacuated your life. What I think you need to do is go to the Sugar Club and the Sky Tower <laughs> and just like reassimilate back into City Coach. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me just Slide get quietly depressed. Hill. Yeah. Anyway, you will all be able to read these rules for life and I'm going to publish. These used to be behind a paywall, but I told Belle and I always wanted everyone to be able to see these. Mm. So y'all, instead of a diary edition from me, you're going to get Belle's Rules for Life. And then if you're a paying supporter, you're also going to get her No News is Good News newsletter, which is all about loneliness. And I'm excited to read that because I've been... Quite lonely as of late, so... It's because you've been away from me. Yeah, I actually... It is. I'm back. And we've got brunch, so don't worry. We've got brunch and you're bringing your birth certificate. (laughs) To ask you a big question. (laughs) Anyway, team, thank you as always for sitting and listening and um, I'm sure nodding along with everything we said. Just laugh, just heavily agreeing. Heavily endorsing. thank you for having me. I just... Love to be here. Shador Shador. Shador Laura will be back next week. And T.I. here, our producer to the stars, us being the stars, <laughs> will not be back next week and I'll be setting the alarm off in the studio again. Love you, miss you. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.